Welcome to the Propaganda Report. This is Monica Perez with my co-host Brad Binkley and our favorite election integrity activist and best guest of all time with our weekly update with Garland Favrito of VoterGA.org and another week of big news that only you can interpret. I literally read headlines that said exact opposite things about what happened this week. So let's hit the ground running. Garland, first of all, how are you? Uh, doing great. Uh, doing great. We had another good week. And uh, uh, first of all, I have to say a couple of thank yous. So the, I wanted to thank my, uh, my just the folks who are in our movement just decided to uh, bring me over a new chair. They didn't like my old chair. <laughs> so uh, it's kind of like you. They gave me the new microphone and the new uh, um, the new uh, headphones. And so anyway, so this is like really plush chair now I got. So I, I'm sitting, I used to be sitting on like concrete. You are really <laughs> making the media circuit. So you've got to settle in. You have got to settle. Um, so you're on OANN this week, I think? Yes, yes. I'll be on uh, tomorrow at 10 o'clock. Uh, no, tonight at 10 o'clock and tomorrow at 7, uh, OAN investigates. So that's going to be really good. Um, wow, I can't wait. They, Was it already recorded or are you doing it? Yeah, they it's pre-recorded. Wow. Uh, they did. Great. They did most of it at my house uh, a couple of days ago. So uh, with uh, Bridget was here and uh, uh, the one of the co-founders of CD Media, which is really really great. So. Well, I look forward to that. That's yeah. One American News at 10 p.m. tonight, and that's going to be rebroadcast at 7 a.m. tomorrow Eastern. Uh, right, right. That's right. Uh, Great. Yeah, yeah. So I had uh, six interviews on Friday. So that was the killer Jeez. day. But, <laughs> oh, my but, gosh. Uh, yeah, I'm real kind of beat. So. Thank uh, goodness but, for the new chair. Yeah, I wanted to thank them for, yeah, it's really, really comfortable. So I wanted to thank all, our, all the folks that did that. And, and then, uh, so I guess that was, a, they say it was a Father's Day present. So I, so I thought I'd wear my little uh, gift from my, from my uh, daughter today for Father's Day. She gave me this cross. I was kind of uh, surprised about it. It's Philippians 4.13 says, I can do uh, all things in, in Christ Jesus uh, who strengthens me. So, so that's, <laughs> that's kind of what we're... Will. Not only uh, augment your strength, but also protect you in yeah, these rocky uh, waters ahead. Uh, yeah, I mean, so, that's, that's, so that's good. I was kind of, kind of surprised from her because I didn't, I didn't uh, think she was that you know, necessarily Deep. attuned. Yeah, attuned <laughs> to, to what I might be interested in. But so I'm thinking about doing this and making a lapel pin out of it. Or something. <laughs> right. Uh, well. Keep it close. You're going to need it. You've got a long road ahead requiring courage, and uh, we all pray for your safety. So uh, so what's the latest? What is the latest? Tell us what's the top story of the week. So the two, I guess the two big stories, One uh, Monday we went to court, and then Thursday we got an order. So um, I guess I'll start with Monday. Uh, we went to court, and um, we uh, had a, had a, actually had a good day. Um, the it's way it started off. Uh, gee, this is a really it's, it's kind of complicated. So the two things that were on the table were sovereign immunity. And there was an attempt by the new criminal defense attorney, Don Samuels, to dismiss our case. So right. uh, the, so the question in sovereign immunity is, who do you sue? So I guess we should probably back up a minute and, and explain it one more time. I know we've done it before on the show, but I'll try to uh, do it real fast. But uh, so. Prior to January 1st, the law was made it really difficult to sue people because they were just you know, government officials because they would just claim that they have immunity for their actions 
because they were um, working for the government. And they'd get their cases dismissed in 10 minutes. So the constitutional amendment came into play, which was a good constitutional amendment, maybe one of the better ones that had been passed. And uh, that, that changed everything. So we adjusted our suits. We originally had the, the, the individual board members on as defendants, and we adjusted our suit based on that. And then the judge actually threw in the county as a, as a, as a defendant as well. So we went to the board. And the question came up, you know, was, you know, are they the correct parties to sue under the new constitutional amendment? So we're the guinea pig for this. We're the guinea pig for the new constitutional amendment for sovereign immunity in the state of Georgia. And, you know, and there's no agreement. You know, there are different uh, philosophies and viewpoints on it. So finally, so the judge decided, um, well, first of all, let me just go back to the arguments. So, uh, what we were we were not concerned about the sovereign immunity issue so much because we don't care who we sue. I mean, somebody's got to be responsible for what happened in Fulton County. So our position was we'll let the judge decide. Judge can decide who who goes on there. So and that that's kind of the way we left that. But the other thing that we were concerned about was well they had this attempted motion to dismiss. So our attorney Todd Harding changed our brief to adjust for what he believed that they were going to argue. And we filed that on Friday. And sure enough, uh, when Don Samuels, the famous criminal uh, defense attorney, gets up, the first thing he complains about for five minutes is the fact that we changed our brief on Friday and it basically negated his uh, his argument. So he, he kind of complained about that for a long time. So uh, and but and he went ahead and made his argument. So we were we were really, really pleased with uh, that. And so while he was making his argument motion to dismiss, which looked really good, everybody was watching that. Oh, my gosh, we're in trouble now. We're sitting back in the jury box, uh, which is where we had to be because there were so many lawyers in the courtroom, 12 lawyers in the courtroom. But we're, we're sitting back in the, in, 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 and kind of snickering about the whole thing because while we are listening to his argument, which was a really good argument, but we already knew that we had that covered. So... Um, uh, that and there were there were twelve lawyers in the courtroom. Uh, we had five. They had seven. One of them couldn't even get in to the court. They were at the courthouse, but they couldn't get into the courtroom um, because it was it was full. So um, full for the attorneys. It was it was more crowded for the attorneys than it was for the people. But but even the people couldn't get in. Yeah. You know? So uh, anyway, uh, and even news agencies got. We had about five or six news agencies there. So uh, fast forward to the order. Um, on Thursday, we got the order that came down from the judge. And the judge uh, decided that he would go with the individuals. He put the individuals, board members, back in as the defendants, which is what we had originally, except there was one, the chairmanship has changed. And he decided that, uh, you know, the county was not, um, was not really... Um, uh, shouldn't be a, a, a party to, as a defendant to the case, nor should the a board be a party. That actually seems like a victory to me because there was a flaw in serving Fulton County. So the judge had said you had originally served the actual individuals on the board and yeah. the judge said you should have sued Fulton. You should have served Fulton County where you should have named Fulton County and the judge named Fulton County in the suit. And the court, therefore, was supposed to serve Fulton County, but they failed to. This was the thing I was worried about. If he ruled that Fulton County was the 
one withstanding or that you had standing against Fulton County, that that was a flawed service. But you actually correctly served the people who are the ones that he said you should have served. Right. Uh, that's true. That's true. But we, we could have we, we would have still been OK because uh, it's what because we they were thought. effectively served because they actually showed up and responded. Uh, well, so that story that that issue would have been moot. Well, the board actually showed up and responded. Now, now you're right that the county didn't uh, because they were not uh, technically on. But it's what we call a misjoinder. So um, what that means is that um, you can change the parties and you can just serve them. So if the judge decides, no, the county should have been on there, we can still just go and serve them. they, They can't get out of the whole case just because we didn't. Uh, uh, we didn't serve them on a misjoinder. Now, uh, if, and it, normally you could probably do that, but um, so in a misjoinder, we're okay. So um, anyway, uh, I forgot where I was. So. Well, you were saying that he then ruled that it was the board members. Oh. Four of them were in your original service. One, the chairman changed, and now and and he came out right away with that ruling. Right, it was only a couple of days. You didn't have to yeah. wait. Right, it was. Yeah, I think it was Thursday. <clears throat> Thursday evening. So um, but the best thing about that particular ruling was that it it um, in the substitution, it mooted Samuel's argument to dismiss the case because he was representing the board. And he made that argument on behalf of the board. And we uh, so the judge just dismissed uh, the attempt to dismiss our case. <clears throat> so that was why we call it a victory. So basically, he substituted parties. And and then um, basically dismiss the motion to dismiss. So that's why we call it a victory. So, um, however, uh, Samuels made this quote to the AJC and the AJC decided to run with a completely opposite narrative, which you may have seen uh, in, in Martinisi that we have, you know, the case has been devastated. All the all the, you know, the charges have been dismissed. Well, they have been dismissed for the county because the county was substituted out of the case. But the, the parties who were substituted in, the individuals, are facing all the same counts that we had originally. So it was just a substitution, nothing else. The, count, the AJC portrayed it as a dismissal of, of stuff when in reality nothing was dismissed. I have the headline right here if you want to hear what they said exactly. Yeah, yeah do, it, this, do this, it. This is a little summation of it. So this is the takeaway people are going to be getting. A judge dismissed most of a lawsuit seeking an inspection of Fulton County absentee ballots. Then they say the latest is that little is left of the case and, and election officials plan to ask for those parts to be thrown out as well. And then that buried deep down within, they have a quote from you saying that you take it as a victory, and they include an image of you on there as well with your uh, sitting in court. Uh, right. So they made, they made me look kind of silly. Yeah, yeah uh, they did. So, so here's the statement. Uh, I, I put it in our private chat, the statement that we actually released uh, about what actually happened uh, on there. Uh, do you want me to read it or you guys want to read it? Read it. Okay, so so we said we said that uh, we are pleased that the court has ruled in our favor again for the fifth time. The ruling substitutes defendants by replacing the currently named government organizations with individual board members we named as defendants originally in our lawsuit. It also mooted Don Samuel's attempt to dismiss our case. 
This continues the string of victories we have had in obtaining the original protective order, which is actually a temporary injunction, conditional approval to inspect the ballots, access to the ballot images, and the order to unseal the ballots. Every time we've gone to court, we've come away with something. So... One of the articles I read said that you would not be permitted to inspect the ballots with a high powered microscope. That's what it said. I just saw that. I mean, or like I saw it today. Why would they say that? What does well, that mean? I, I, I have no idea because right, okay. we, we, we never had a high powered microscope right, right. in the plan to begin with. <laughs> and and uh, I think that one of the attorneys, Bob Chili, mentioned that. And well, we never had any plan to do that to begin with. And I didn't see any of the ruling that you didn't get into technology. So I, I guess I guess it wasn't a false statement. <laughs> like you will not be using high powered microscopes. Yeah. Right. It's a straw man <laughs> argument. But they throw they throw that yeah. straw man in there so they make it look like you're getting defeated when you never wanted that in the first place. Exactly. Uh, yeah. Yeah. We're we're gonna do uh, quad cameras and um, scanning and and you still get that high yeah, resolution grayscale, right? Right. That's, okay. Yeah. Um, so what's the next step in the court case? Are you, did they give you the ballots? Like what is it next? Well, the ballot, the ballot's still on the table. Um, the, the, what, what we have to do now is we have to give the new defendants 30 days to respond. You know, they get 30 days to respond to their service. Um, Which is what would a response be like? We still don't have standing or here are the ballots like what what would a response be specifically? Well, what we think will happen, Samuels will try to uh, reinvent his motion to dismiss and throw that back out on the table again. I would we would expect him to try to do that. Uh, But we are prepared for that and we'll amend our complaint again to make sure that that doesn't work again. What happened? Can you give us the details of what what was the grounds of his motion to dismiss? Was it just that the wrong party had been served? And what was your answer that kind of uh, pulled the rug out from under him? Is it well, too complicated? It's, it's, it, it, it's kind it's of complicated. complicated. It's called a mootness argument. So it, the kind of the nutshell is that it's moot. If you if you're not asking, you have to ask for future relief. <laughs> you know, so if you're going they can't go back and redo the past. It's not election challenge. They keep trying to say that. I mean, it's never been. Um, so they, and it, it was getting kind of crazy with the arguments. So we are saying that we need to do this for, to make sure that future elections are secure and accurate. Uh, that's why we're doing this. It's for the future. So that's uh, the argument. And that should be adequate, essentially. But they're saying that, you know, no, you're asking us, the court, to declare that you have equal protection rights and due process rights. And we said, no, we're not asking that. We're we're asking the court to declare that they were violated. Right. You're Uh, asserting that. We already already know that we have. Right. We don't have to uh, do that. So, uh, you know, they would just make up arguments that we've never made to try to, you know, get out of. You know, being accountable for whatever happened on the 3rd of November and the 4th. Well, they do that for the media's purpose, too. They do that to give the media a way to spin this against you guys so that right. to try and shape the public perception around it. Exactly. Wow. Well said, Binkley. So, so there was also the issue about the ballot seal being broken. And was it Raffensperger who said that they uh, were looking into, was it 
um, Susie's Susie's I, I was listening to the OANN interview with you and they played the clip from Susie who was attesting in court about the irregularities in the ballots that she had been a poll worker for 20 years and she saw these and she got uh, summarily dismissed from her position right. but but then was it Raffensperger or Sterling who said, oh, we've we've actually as part of the investigation, we looked at those ballots. I, is this a new thing? What, what's the detail there? Oh, it's, it's that's it's a riot. Uh, so it actually isn't new. We were aware of this for several months that they had said this. And to be honest with you, I thought that they were lying to just to discredit Susan Voiles. I, you know, I didn't think, you know, who would who would actually go in and tamper with the ballots after they had been sealed from certifying the election? Well, apparently now that they are admitting to do this, Amanda Palmer uh, said this in court, and uh, that's now part of the public record. And they then uh, admitted this to Paul Sperry of Real Clear Investigations and the report that he was working on. And so they're saying that they did this. And apparently, according to what they're saying, they did this around uh, the end of the year, and apparently on New Year's Eve, uh, when nobody would be expecting it. And 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 so it's it's not. It was before the protective order went on in January seventh. At least that's what they're saying. They did it before that, but it doesn't really matter. The um, the ballots are still under seal from the election. The election uh, final recount was December fourth. And those ballots were under seal uh, no later than the 17th, if not you know, much earlier. So they apparently have admitted to violating the same statute they said that we would violate if we inspected the ballots, uh, even after a court order uh, granted us the right to do that. So they are claim, apparently in violation of what we call 212-574, the statute name. But the crazy thing is, in addition to that, they withheld this information from the court in their amicus brief that they filed against us. So, so, so do you think, I mean, it's great, that contradictory position doesn't actually usually matter to the judges. Yeah. I, I've seen that before. But here's a question. Do you think that during that process, they did tamper with the ballots to the point where when I mean, I would figure they did not, because if they had kind of corrected what you're looking for, they would want you to get those ballots to make you look wrong. So it sounds like the chain of custody was broken. But do you think they really tampered with the ballots in a way that would defeat your investigation? Well, we honestly don't know. I mean, we have chain of custody checks to try to uh, detect tampering, uh, but I, there's no telling what they may have done. It's, this is just absolutely fascinating that they would have admitted to doing this. So, um, so but, this would have made two indis- undisputed security breaches or chain of custody issues. Because the other one was right. when the guard, the sheriff's guard, was went off duty and the new guard didn't come back for hours. An alarm went off. A door was ajar. They claimed that the interior locks where the ballots were kept was, were untampered with. But uh, that is a breach. So we shall see. Yeah, they, they can't explain that one either. They, you know, they um, don't really have any explanation for why they didn't secure the building and monitor it properly. 
Right. And there's no remedy now. You just don't know. So the other thing that I noticed in the news this week was that 100,000 ballots had been purged from the rolls for the upcoming election, which did you is that is that a new information? Did was it Sterling or Raffensperger said that there were for the next election, there were 100,000 ballots that would be purged. And you thought that would be a, that's quite a large number since we just had a big election. Yeah, exactly. That raises the question of where all these uh, these 100,000 voters are determined that they need to be purged since January the 5th. Uh, gee, that's kind of a large number. It's kind of strange. And uh, if, if that's not the case, then why weren't they purged before the November 3rd election? So uh, these are questions that we don't have an answer for at this time. Hmm. Okay, so what else is in the news? And then maybe we can go to questions. Uh, a ton of stuff is in the news. Um, you know, we, the Georgia Star broke a, uh, an incredible report where the the county's missing transfer uh, f- transfer forms for 18,000 ballots. Then allegedly GPB claimed that they found the ballots, Fulton County found them, but I, I, I found that very suspect because we made the same request Georgia Star did months before Georgia Star did, and we came up with almost the exact same number of 17,000 missing, uh, you know, forms for 17,000 ballots were missing. So uh, and then you can do that a third way as well with the um, uh, independent sector of states investigator for Fulton County. So how can all these people be suddenly wrong? So that's another suspicious story. Um, And how is that going to be resolved? That's not a part of your case. Or could the truth come out in your case if what you end up inspecting is consistent with those wrong numbers? Uh, yeah, I, I think that that will probably go to, um, you know, I'm, I'm not really sure how that's going to work out. Right. Uh, the, um, I don't know. It's just, uh, we're going to have to find out. We're going to have to probably do discovery or something and figure out what, what they really have, what they really have. That would be excellent. Okay, so <laughs> Emily wants to give us all big props. You are, you guys are all doing a great job. Thank you. Obviously, you're doing a great job. Mm. Um, <laughs> thank you, Emily. Uh, um, so, okay, uh, why don't I go through these questions, Binkley, and if you have um, something for... Garland, go for that. I just find it extraordinary the way that they're trying to completely tell a false reality in the news. I don't know why I find it extraordinary. They do that all the time, but it's just a real example of how they will flip reality on its head and convince people um, that something is false or that there's no merit to something based strictly on headlines and uh, the commentary that the media they watch projects into it without them actually reading deeper or, or uh, investigating a little bit. It's, 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 it's like this, this could be in your, your case here could be in a book about propaganda and how, how the media work. It really could. It could be just yeah. a perfect illustration of it. Well, I mean, usually they're just a little off, but this is like 180 degrees. And it's crazy. I, 
And I, and I know I've known the uh, reporter for a long time, and uh, he's been slanted for some time. And uh, I I reached out to him. I said, you know, here's what's wrong. Here the headlines wrong. Here's what actually happened. And he had some bylines in there that were wrong too. If you get down there. Um, on the three little bylines he's got toward the end of the article. The, all three of those are wrong, too. And I tried to point out, I said, here's what actually happened, and here's what you should say. And, uh, of course, I was trying to see if they would make a, a correction, but they obviously are not going to do that. So uh, it's pretty pretty disgusting. Here's a here's a, an article I hadn't seen uh, that a Facebook user is asking us to comment on. The root.com says uh, thousands of black votes in Georgia disappear. Is that something that you're aware of, either of you guys? I'm not. That must be a brand new story. So I'm just going to have right. to okay. pass on that one so I can do, do a little more research. Now, the judge isn't talking about the actual where the judges. Joe wants to know, did the judge meant to mention the pre-printed ovals? But that issue must have been resolved as he ordered the inspection that went to his original um, ruling. Right. 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 So, um, I mean, he didn't uh, he did mention. I think he asked about whether or not the the um, ballots had been examined for uh, ovals, smooth oval marks. And that's when Amanda Palmer spoke up and said, yes, they had. Oh, my God. Uh, by the Secretary of State's office. And, uh, oh, and then the, everybody just probably looked at her like, what? <laughs> uh, okay, Lydia wants to know, is there a clock they're trying to run out? Or are they just trying to exhaust your funds or wear you down so you give up? What do you think? Well, is the all, all, all of the above, I yeah. think. Yeah, that, their strategy is to just keep stringing it out, trying to exhaust their funds, which thanks to your listeners, they're not going to be able to do. Uh, right and, on. Oh, yeah. And uh, yeah, we appreciate all those donations that are coming in. Um, and yeah, they're trying to wear everybody down. I mean, that's their strategy, to wear everybody down, run them out of money, and cover the corruption. Is there a concern Linda wants to know about running time out so they can destroy election equipment and documents? I'm worried about that. They'd have to run for two years, and I don't think we're that close yet to worry about it. Hold on, hold so. on. Uh, okay. So let's keep going. Uh, yeah, they must have thought that saying they investigated the ballots would have reflected well on them, not realizing that that's just not okay. <laughs> um, exactly. I, I I thought that the press, their press team, made that up. Yes. I really. When I wow. first heard it, when I first heard wow. it, I, thought they, I literally thought they made because they will do that. They will just make up completely. Yeah. Inaccurate stuff because right. you would break the seal and that would be discovered, right? Right, right. I mean, I, then I what see... happens? Maybe, maybe that's why they allowed the new they they allowed that like break in a couple of weeks ago. Maybe they were gonna blame broken seals on that instead of their own investigation. You yeah, that thought, that thought did occur, occur to us. Did it really? Okay, yeah. so Joe was saying um, that he thinks over half of the 147,000 ballots will have problems. Is there any chance of that, Garland? I, I can't speculate as to what okay. we might find. I, I don't think it will be that high, no. Uh, maybe half of that, half, half of the half. John says Fulton County claims they will not count counterfeit votes in the future. They also claim that they do not make the procedure. They only execute it. How can they make a promise like this? 
Yeah, well, if that's true, we can all go home, right? Um, right. Yeah, how can they make, of course, they can say that, yeah, they can say they're not going to count them. You know, that's not their intent. And then what was the, I'm sorry, what was the last part of that? Oh, sorry. How can the they last. make a promise like that? Oh, but no, I mean, the middle, I, was, I think there was a middle piece to it. Yes, uh, they claim that they do not make the procedure, they oh. merely execute it. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's, now that's a good, interesting point there. So they... It, it, there is some truth to the fact that the state makes the procedure, but ultimately the county has authority to do it the way they want to, and they chose to do it the way the state wants it. So, um, I mean, so that is partially true, but it doesn't excuse anything. Right. Right. Okay. Natty wants to know, did you find batches with identical images like ballots that were scanned twice uh were they time stamped during the ruby freeman video november 3rd at 11 p.m which scanner or batch number have you been able to do that or is that not i mean that would be part of the inspection would it not or maybe not are you looking for identical ballots as well as the ballots that have the the issues that Susie brought up yeah so um we haven't been able to time stamp those yet um but we do. We have found duplicate ballots. There are duplicate ballots in the. In the in it, through, you can find them through public image and looking at the, uh, at the public images uh, of the ballots and the public um, uh, records of the audit. And sure enough, that we think that there are several thousand um, duplicate ballots, and that's just in Fulton County. I mean, you can look at other counties and you can find more, more duplicates so, everywhere. So just to put this in perspective, if there were several thousand ballots that were scanned several times or twice that's not including the fraudulent ballots that Susie thinks that she saw and it's only in Fulton County and really we're talking 12 13 14,000 um votes over the whole state that uh, contributed to the Biden win right the delta is for the whole state right right, right. so if it were if you if there were any of this in other counties I mean, Fulton alone might make the difference. I mean, I think people realize that, but the magnitude of the problem when you have that margin so slim, when they say widespread voter fraud hasn't been found, that's not necessary. Yeah, so there's three problems here that you just mentioned, two of them, the counterfeit ballots, potentially, the potential duplicate ballots, uh, both of them are in the thousands. And then you have the issue that the audit results don't add up with, they don't match the ballots either. So you've got three major uh, problems, all uh, affecting thousands of votes. And and the margin of, of error has to be very narrow in this case. So or the margin of right, right of the win. Lacey wants to know, can we find out if the people who were recently purged from the rolls voted in the last election? And then John follows up over 18,000 of them were dead. I don't know if that's true. <laughs> Yeah, I, I don't know about that. Um, I'm sorry. Can you go back to that the previous question? Oh, uh, sorry. Um, um, there you go. That's it. Oh no. Uh, yes, yeah. We we talked about that one. Okay. Yeah. I'm sorry right. But can we find out if the people purged from the rolls voted? If the people purged from the rolls. So the hundred thousand voters who were purged. Oh yeah, I think we should be able to do that. Uh, I, well, yeah, because they would have a record of whether or not they voted. That would be a good 
That would be interesting. How could they purge anyone who voted recently? That can't. I mean, if you found that, that would be really bad. Well, if they moved in, um, you know, March or April or February, uh, maybe that would be grounds so they, to purge or they passed away. They popped up somewhere else. Uh, yeah, there, there's some some legitimate reasons. I understand. Oh, here's a good question from Natty. Should we be able to find Susie Voyle's identical white eclipse bubbles in batches 28 to 36 of Marilyn Marx's images? Well, we don't need her images. I mean, we have our own. I mean, all the images are public record now. We have the, the images. Um, they've already been given to us. So that was one of the things that we won. Uh, I want to explain um, what an identical white eclipse is. It's very interesting. You want to hear? It's interesting to me. Yeah. Um, it's that what Susie was saying in her testimony was that the that the way the ballots were bubbled in were from one ballot to another off center in exactly the same way. So that that little crescent or whatever that comes between the fill in and the, the outline of the circle is identical in, I believe, consecutive ballots, which would imply that 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 it was printed out, it was toner, and that that little batch was kind of off center a little bit. And that's quite a tell. Right, right. I think that you'll see more coming on that, too. Oh, you think? Okay. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of corroborating evidence out there. Dusty is missing OBDM live for this. That's big. That's pretty big. That's our friend, I think, from the Union of the Unwanted. Uh, yeah, will the will admitting tampering with the ballots affect your case at all? Uh, yeah, well, um, hmm. wow, these are good questions. <laughs> um, I don't know if it will affect. Uh, yeah, it might affect our case. What well, we'd have to do the inspection first and then we'd have to depose and then figure out what they did. Well, I think there's a chance that it would if they actually did tamper in a way that got rid of those ballots that didn't look right or made up some excuse for why you were finding something anomalous and say, well, this only happened since the last audit, since the recounts, which were all perfect. But we had this tampering problem, yada, yada. I think this is a good one, too. A Facebook user wants to say there's so much misinformation out there regarding what the legislature can do uh, regarding a full audit. Garland, can you shed some uh, light on this? How can we get them on board? Could they go back and order another full audit for the state? Well, you know? yeah. As a matter of fact, I was in a press conference this week with Candace Taylor, who's asking, she's been asking for that for a long time. And last week, I was in a press conference with Vernon Jones uh, asking for a full statewide audit. That's really what we need because the problems that we have in Fulton County uh, exist in other counties as well, Cobb County. You know, Chatham County, you can pretty much pick your county, Douglas County, Gwinnett County, DeKalb County. Um, that's uh, now how we get them on board. I, I think we just keep trying to provide them evidence. Once we once they see how much evidence there is, maybe they're more likely to come on board. So hopefully they're, they're not waiting for our case to develop some ev some evidence. Michael rightly observes, Garland, you are killing it. Are you going to be able to depose these people prior to the inspection? 
You don't get to depose no. anybody, right? Not not prior. Well, we could. Let's suppose once they resume, we could depose the people prior to inspection. And I know a lot of folks would like us to see us do that, but we don't think it's in our best interest because what we want to do is depose after we do the inspection, after we get the answers to the derogatories and the notices to produce. So we have all all the evidence, and then we can confront them with the evidence that we have. And that would be for a much better deposition. So, yeah, we could do that, but that's not our strategy. However, um, the other two plaintiffs are doing some of that. So there's a balance there. So they're, they're uncovering some information before we are. Uh, Kurt says Lindell is releasing all the machine packet captures that show vote flips for the entire 2020 election, including Fulton, by the time of his international cyber event. Is that on your radar? Um, I, I, I'm a, the cyber event is on my radar, <clears throat> but I'm not convinced that the machine packet captures are going to show vote flips. I think they're going to show foreign interference, but it takes a different mechanism to show and prove a vote flip. And I haven't seen that part of it yet. Yeah, but I remember I, watching the, his first video and it was just about that those IP addresses. It wasn't, it didn't actually drill down to the vote flipping. Garland, what do you make of, and if you've already addressed this, uh, I, I apologize if I missed it. The Lindell has been claiming that Trump is going to retake office in August. Do, what do you, do you know anything about the basis of those claims? I don't, I don't know. And that seems to be a little far fetched because August yeah. isn't that, long, that far away. Um, yeah, I mean, I know he's got some foreign interference evidence, but I don't know what he could have that would cause that to transpire. Were all Georgia's ballots printed by the same company and were they all printed in the U.S.? Um, they were, in theory, they were all printed in the U.S. That doesn't preclude Chinese paper, but they were all printed in the U.S. Um, Runback printed most of them, about 80%. The last couple of weeks, they Typically, I say Fulton County, for example, employed their own printers and printed ballots. Uh, so um, that's there is uh, multiple companies. Okay. Um, <clears throat> why are those who admitted to unsealing or tampering with the ballots not in trouble? Uh, because the Inspector General's office. Of the Secretary of State conducts investigations and they don't want to prosecute these people. That's the bottom line. And uh, we can't, we have to wait and take this to a grand jury or something separately if we're going to uh, pursue it on our own uh, outside of a district attorney. You think they're, uh, this follows on with that. Do you think they might just offer up a scapegoat? I don't think so. I don't know. I can't imagine somebody yeah. weird being willing to be the scapegoat. Well, right. Or maybe some unwitting person who knows nothing just gets thrown under the bus. Who knows? That's for that only time will tell. Aviva, uh, I think Aviva is sending you some positive energy. Okay. Jeremy says, do the number of ballots who voted in Georgia match the number of ballots cast? If duplicate ballots were scanned, wouldn't those numbers be off? Well, the, the numbers are off, right? The numbers are off. All right, Garland, we have right. to let you go. You're too sleepy. Right. That's exactly right. The numbers are off. Right. Uh -uh. 
Okay. Are people coming to the courthouse? Yes. Uh, we had a, a full courthouse. Um, and they, you know, now of course they were social distancing, but they had uh, a couple of people that couldn't get in right away. Eventually everybody got in. Uh, but what was really humorous was the attorney who's been representing the Board of Elections couldn't get in. So uh, there, was no, <laughs> there was no room for her at the table. She was the 12th attorney in. And there was, and, wow. You know, we were in the jury box, and then the other two, two attorneys were in the two regular seats. So it was kind of funny. Uh, but and She's yeah, going to run the show, right? Yeah, plus we had a half a dozen news organizations there. so it was, it, And it ticks me off, that picture they got of you, where it looks like, because they put that picture in the AJC article, right where they were talking about how all of it's thrown out, and it, and it portrayed you as though you were just looking sh- like befuddled that you had just lost, which was not the case, because you clearly said that it was a victory. It's just, just, it really saddens me that the AJC is contributing to that level of propaganda. Yeah, thanks, uh, Brad. I appreciate that. It's just, uh, you know, I, I think I told you I tried to work with uh, Mark on that and try to get him to see what he was doing, but he's, he's not willing to admit that there's anything wrong with the article. It's just bizarre. <laughs> it is bizarre. Absolutely bizarre. I mean, that's how biased are. They can't even really see the truth. Um so yeah, so on, on the on the Gwinnett County case, we won ballot images in that case earlier this year, and they still haven't, as far as I know, agreed on the money that uh, our attorneys will receive from the county. I think that I don't think the judge has ruled on that just yet. So in Gwinnett, you're also getting to inspect the ballots. Is that correct? And they ballot just ballot images. Ballot images. images, same thing, yes. like high resolution grayscale. No, uh, what we we just asked for the ballot images, which at the time were not available under Georgia law, and they balked, and we sued, and we won them. And, and now it's who's going to pay for the inspection, or who's going to pay the court costs that you've already incurred? Who's going to pay our attorneys' fees? Basically, right. our, yeah. So they're going to pay some amount. The amount that they pay our attorneys is, is fees is, I think, the only last thing on the table. And that's necessary to resolve before you actually get to look at the images. Um, oh no, no, I'm sorry. Uh, no, we already have the images. We've oh, okay. And, yeah. and what was the point of inspecting those images, and what did you find? Um, well, we haven't finished looking at them yet, but the point was that it was a very suspicious uh, judicial race, nonpartisan right, race. Right, right. That's right. And uh, that where the numbers just didn't seem to make sense because in the verifiable mail-in voted, voting this candidate would win by 70 to 30, but then in for the same precinct, in the in, in the in-person voting, they would lose 70 to 30. So you don't see that kind of difference uh, in a precinct based on the type of voting. Just That's just really bizarre. So that's why we wanted to look at that. Glad Jack Bauer of uh, the television show 24 is interested in the Gwinnett audit. What do you mean? That comment you just had on there, the name was Jack Bauer. That's a character oh, from the I show 24. Yeah, yeah, I remember. Uh, yes. So they surely says they never expected this kind of scrutiny and must be much more afraid than they're letting on. I think that, that you, she's absolutely right. I think that um, they have never been pushed as far as they have been pushed this time. And they were not anticipating that. You know, you, most everything that you can 
just you know issue some false statement and get the media to you know print it uh, or make some kind of a uh, argument and get the case dismissed or something like that. But this time they're they're in uh, they're in kind of in trouble because this case isn't going to go away, and I don't think they can get it dismissed. They're going to have to show the ballots. The ballots are going to show uh, significant problems both in Fulton County and in Secretary of State's office, and then it's going to lead the way to uh, maybe other counties as well, and, you know, going into some a couple of other counties that are really bad and really cleaning up stuff. So, um, I mean, we could end up knowing really what happened here you know, in multiple counties, in another six months or a year. Did you hear about the Chinese defector? I sure haven't. Uh, I don't think I have. I've heard about a couple of defectors, but I don't think it's right. Kurt says that the packet flips were in the later videos. Yeah, I did not see them. So thank you, Kurt. Well, well, they, 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 I mean, it it says that votes, swip, votes flipped, but you've got to prove that. Okay, so I mean, the the evidence is very convincing that there was fine interference in our elections, and in, in, right here in Georgia counties, uh, they've got the um, I think adequate um, IP addresses and that sort of thing to to show that there was foreign interference. But there's I haven't seen any evidence <clears throat> in any of the videos that prove that votes flipped. So that's just a fine line that I'm concerned about. I know they claim that, and there may be evidence to back that up, but we haven't seen it uh, yet. Okay, some people are putting up links here, so it's possible that the, that there's more, inf- like a little bit more proof, but I, I hear what you're saying. Lacey says the DNI came out and said there was attempted foreign interference, but no evidence of direct tampering like vote flipping uh, in foreign countries or from foreign countries, which is consistent with what you're saying. Yeah, and that's based on what we know right now. Now, Mike may have other, uh, he may have other evidence uh, that we haven't seen yet, and I'm sure he probably does. But Kurt, I, I, Kurt says he already released the video of 20 packet captures in four states that changed the entire presidential election. But you're saying that's not flipping. That's the evidence no. that he's showing well, is not the flip. Well, he, at this he's, point. he's 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 alleging that they flipped. But now I'm in a court of law. Okay, so you have to prove that they flipped. So that's the problem. Uh, I, they, they, it, it's very clear that he alleges that they flipped, and he has the exact counts. But again, if you go into a court of law, you have to be able to prove that those votes flipped. I think it's very easy to prove to a court that there was foreign interference. And based on the IP addresses and everything that, he, that Mike's got so far, I haven't seen the what evidence that was hold up in a court of the actual flipping of the votes yet. Um, and he may be holding that close to the vest um, because he doesn't want to get rid of, you know, release that just yet. Uh, but that's where, from where you said foreign interference. Is it China? Is it Russia? Really? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, for example, we know for example, for a fact that there was China uh, foreign interference here in Georgia and in the, in the election in certain counties. Uh, but we don't know what the results of that, you know, uh, contacting the, the county service and that sort of thing are. 
Isn't it possible, though, that those IP addresses aren't really where the origin of the of the attack is from? Yeah, it is possible. And I think some folks have done some research and said that it's not uh, exactly what it looks like. In fact, uh, yeah. I think one of your listeners said, well, maybe these were all the CIA. Yeah, they can uh, mimic uh, the, uh, the fingerprint of any country that came out in one of those uh, d- declassified document releases a few yeah. years ago. Exactly. And, and that wouldn't surprise me. You know, that would not surprise me because I think that there's no one that wanted Trump out worse than the CIA. So, <laughs> so maybe even more than China. So. I witnessed a bot attack once where like millions of bots attacked a company and uh, it was coming from like all over the place. And I, it seemed unlikely that it was actually like mostly coming from you know, like oh, well, that they were coming equally from 80 different countries. And I think so it made me wonder if you can be sure that those IP addresses are the actual origin or if it's being bounced around for to confuse people or to leverage. I don't know what. But anyway, yeah. so we'll see. We'll see. I mean, yeah. he's going to continue to release the evidence mm. that either confirms or denies that true origin of that stuff, mm. I guess. So it's yeah. And it does. It. I used to work for SunTrust and, and we did the online banking system and, and we had those bot attacks. Um, on on several occasions uh denial of service is the actual official word for it and uh we would have a map up there and we could see where the attacks yeah. were, were, were coming from and, and was that on, really where they were coming from uh well you know the ips could have been masked right. but um that's where we believe that they were coming right from. okay okay got it so it isn't it, it can really be from there okay uh, Natty says that Carter Jones report mentioned scanners jamming. This is the first I've heard of this. Does that explain what we saw in the State Farm Arena video re- with them rescanning ballots batches? Uh, Could that be an explanation? Great question, but no. So, and the reason we know that it wasn't scanner jams is because they would take the batch and they would keep doing it. They would keep scanning it, so they weren't having any trouble with the batch jamming. You can you didn't see them fiddle with a, a one that was bad and jammed and stuck. They would just keep rescanning on several cases. So, so Carter Jones uh, that appears to just kind of be more of a cover up for what actually happened because the video is clear. Got it. That that they did rescan ballots uh, and batches um, without jams. Right, right, right. Wow. So yeah. Lydia says, when you purge someone from the rolls, are they completely wiped out or can those names resurface in future elections? As far as I know, they are completely wiped out. So uh, do I own myself? Asks the state certified the results, whether there were errors or not. I think the certification will stand. Can you change my mind? Um. Well, uh, I mean, it, it, it is true that this certification should, in theory, stand. Um, however, there's multiple ways where that could be, uh, you know, changed. I mean, basically, the legislature could decide, you know, no, you know, we're going to pull out electoral votes or something like that. Uh, Secretary of State could be uh, under tremendous pressure and decide to. Uh, uncertified and recertify the results if if we prove that you know or anybody proves that that they're wrong, which is not going to be that hard to do. Um, and then uh, there's probably a couple other you know legal mechanisms as well that we could go into. 
Uh, but it was, it was too premature for all that. So uh, that that would be some alternatives that, that may not change uh, you know, their mind, but at least uh, throw out some rationale as to what could happen. Dennis wants to know, could you just verify again how many recounts and or audits were done after the election? How many of the ballots were counted, audited? Uh, I think one was a risk limit. Thanks for okay. all you do, Garland. Okay, this is it's a really good question. And that's a good question. It's going to take a minute to do this one. So we get asked all the time, haven't we counted these ballots three times? Why are we counting these things again? Uh, okay, so there were three counts that were done. The first original count was done, accumulated the votes that were in the QR code that you as a voter cannot verify. It's an unverifiable system. And it was found in the U.S. District Court ruling in 2019, Curling v. Ravensburger, to be uh, a violation of Georgia law. So in other words, the court, the U.S. District Court ruled that the machines we are using right now violate Georgia law because they're unverifiable. Both votes are in QR codes. They said not acceptable. When they did the uh, recount that the president asked for, which is the third count, uh, the, according to state election board, ball, board rules, they just simply reaccumulated the same QR codes again and reprinted the previous unverifiable results. So, that, you know, you got nothing out of the, those two counts. Okay, so that's two down. Now we come to the third one, which was the, it was it called a risk-limiting audit. It wasn't, it actually it was a full hand count. It wasn't any sampling technique. And there's nothing wrong with doing the full hand count. That was the right thing to do. However, when the Secretary of State set this up, he set it up uh, and it had five fatal flaws, any one of which would have negated the entire uh, audit. Uh, the first flaw is they had no procedure to do anything with invalid ballots. So when the auditors found out that the, there were ballots that they believed were in, in counterfeit, uh, they were told just to keep counting them. There's nothing, nothing you could do about it. The, and the second problem was as an audit monitor, uh, someone like myself, we could not get within six feet of the table. So we couldn't determine how many of these uh, counterfeit ballots there were in the overall uh, count of, of mail-ins. So there was no way for us to determine how much that scaled. Now, the auditors believe it scaled in the tens of thousands. So that was the second problem. Uh, the third problem is when they audited the results, they didn't have a Democrat and Republican at each table or a member of Biden and Trump's campaign at each table. And so nobody was checking on one another when they were writing the counts and the audits down. That was number three. Number four is when they entered the data after they finished, the auditors finished writing this on a tally sheet, and then they took it over to computer data enter it, there was no one monitoring the data entry point. So one person is sitting there, like in Fulton County, and they're monitoring, uh, they're just entering whatever they want to. And this is why we have so many crazy results looking in the audit. So it, they're not necessarily entering, apparently, what, the, what was on the sheets. So um, that was the fourth problem. Now, if all those weren't bad enough, the fifth problem is even actually worse than the other top four, and that is when they put the system in, the data in, they put it into the Secretary of State system, which broke the chain of custody because the counties did not have their own audit results. So if you go and ask them, what are your audit results? They say, go ask the Secretary of State. 
Well, that broke the chain of custody. And now when we have all these audit numbers that don't match up, we don't know if what did Fulton County enter false data or did the Secretary of State enter false data? Because you know, one, one, one way or the other, there's counterfeit data in the count. So that's the long answer to a complicated question that uh, everybody wants a superficial uh, short answer to. But once you see the actual long answer, you realize that we didn't have a legitimate vote count in Georgia yet. That was a great answer. I just love lists because then, you know, like you remember there's five different things. And that last one, of course, is the only one I ever remember because it's totally defeats the entire thing. Once you cannot verify the precinct number because it's been aggregated, then it's uh, there's no value whatsoever in saying that there was a recount. From what I can tell, uh, exactly. Kat Douglas says exactly. bouncing IPs are traceable, just in case you okay. did not realize Very good. that. Thank you, Kat Douglas. Yeah, she's good. Um, okay. Do you think, Chance wants to know, you will actually be cleared to scan the ballots in 30 days? Also, if you do find inaccuracies, will the state or county reimburse you for the cost of doing this? Well, you're going to bet we're going to ask for that. Yeah, uh, that would be yeah, great. Yeah, I mean, I don't feel like paying for, for, you know, for them finding their own errors. You're right. Um, so um, will we be cleared in 30 days? All I can say right now is 30 days we're going to go back to court. The judge is going to hear audit, uh, arguments. Oh probably there'll probably be another motion to dismiss. I think the answer is probably no. We wow. probably will not be cleared in 30 days. Um, even if the judge makes a ruling to go forward, which we're going to need a couple of weeks to set the inspection up. And the earliest that we could possibly get uh, that doing, um, going would be mid to late August. So, so I don't think we'll be cleared in 30 days. That's eight months they're kicking the can on, down the road on this yeah. one. Yeah, It's crazy and counting. So how much does Stacey Abrams have at stake here? Does she become the scapegoats of things, scapegoat of things break against her? I would say not a chance in the world. No, she will be the hero of anything, anytime, anywhere <laughs> for the foreseeable future. At least for the media perspective. You guys, yeah. yeah. Um, so what, what she does have at stake is she has a 15% interest in a company <laughs> called Now Account. And now, yep. account, now account secures the debt for happy faces. Happy faces did supply the election personnel, contractors, temp staffing for Fulton County elections. Happy and faces? Happy faces is the name of it. <laughs> and it supplies the personnel, uh, temp personnel for uh, what amounts to be hundreds of millions, and uh, I'm sorry, uh, millions of dollars worth of contracts to the state, uh, multiple millions of dollars. So that is her stake in this whole thing. And uh, Happy Faces is under uh, growing scrutiny right now. Linda says, if you need an affidavit from Gwinnett as to the misalignment of ovals, my husband and I would do that. Wow. Do you know Linda? Well, uh, we know Linda from here, but I guess you she's obviously involved in uh, some volunteering or working at the polls. Uh, I am not sure if I have Linda in my phone or not, but we would like those affidavits. So, Linda, please, uh, if you would, uh, I'll give you my email address, garlandf at voterga.net. Uh, Can I put that up? Sure, sure. Go ahead. That's my email address. Not to be confused with voterga.org, uh, which is our website, uh, but I, my email address is voterga.net. 
Is that so, right? Garland F yes, at photoshade.net. Yes. That's for you, Linda. <laughs> We're Bring very it. interested. We're very interested in those uh, ovals, those misalignments. That's we're finding more and more evidence about misalignments now, which will I think you'll see break in the next one or two weeks. Another major story coming. It wow. never ends. It never ends. We're streaming to a few things and we probably need to get your YouTube channel up in this. I, I we stream to a lot of things to Facebook and other YouTube because I, I already had one of our initial videos from December, it must have been chock full of good information, and I'm not sure I have a copy of it, was taken off of YouTube. So I'm putting it everywhere so that you guys, hopefully Garland, maybe Ted or somebody can be uploading yeah. those because I think we're going to start losing them, certainly from my channel, because I've already been, that's yeah. already starting. So we're trying to put it out in various places, just have a record of it. Um, I don't know what, what else we can yes. do. Yes, my bosses will be upset about that. Did you tell Garland that he, he got featured on No Agenda, a No Agenda clip, pretty really big podcast? Yes, uh, we talked about that over Memorial Day. And she they said uh, just that first I gave an intro where it identified the three issues with the mm -hmm. mail-in ballots and they played it on No Agenda, which I think has like a million listeners. So right after that, we got like 10 times our normal amount of views on this video. It was immediately. Wow. Yeah, that was cool. Now, I don't think I'm familiar with that. The No, the no Agenda thing. No Agenda is, yeah, it's the, wow. the Adam Curry is the pod father. He's like supposedly oh. the guy who started the modern podcasting. And as far as I can tell, the guy's totally legit. I mean, they really yeah. just bring the truth. And I mean, I, I would say they kind of have the similar thing as we do in that it, we really have no agenda and we're just trying to expose the media for all the crap. They play clips, they do longer shows, they do, I think, twice a week. Um, it's a different <clears throat> format, cool. but they're after the same thing i think they're unafraid of the truth nice, nice. yeah it was nice like that mug mm -hmm. i know i want you to have one i want you to have one. I, i've been showing it off today yeah it's nice what's it I full know. of uh actually just water at the moment water he doesn't drink coffee can you tell I need some tea. To, uh, you need some tea. Stay awake. So. Okay. Will you? Well, we're almost. Oh, we're actually at an hour. So I think I have a couple more questions and then we can wrap for you. Will you need vetted volunteers to help with the audit? If so, how do we sign up? Thanks for all of the hard work your team has put into making Georgia great again. Well, uh, thank you. So um, the way to do that is to sign up is probably the best thing to do is go to the uh, Constitution Party of Georgia, which is GAConstitutionParty.org site. And um, the volunteers are being organized through there. And they are, we do need to vet the volunteers, particularly if they have any kind of election experience at all. Yeah, GAConstitutionParty.org. And then you go down there, you'll see, scroll on down, you'll find the volunteer page. You click that, you'll get, um, uh, just take a minute or two to enter some information about yourself. And then you'll get the inv invitation to our Saturday morning call, which we have over 100 people on every What Saturday time is that? Morning, 9 to 11. Right, wow. And then, and then I take a deep breath. 
uh, 12 o'clock. I know. It's so yeah. really, really nice of you. I don't know if I've ever thanked you for uh, always being here every weekend, no matter what you're up to. Now that you're getting bigger and bigger, I think, I hate to say it, but I think you even blew up Lou Dobbs himself with your <laughs> high profile uh, interviews. Sure <laughs> but you always show up for us. Obviously, you're exhausted, but um, you do show up for us. And I appreciate it. Well, yes. the, the thing that killed me is I had six interviews yesterday. Uh, yesterday. I know. I would have, you know, you you always show up. You never don't show up. I mean, I can, right. we can give you a day off. People probably think I'm a slave driver <laughs> because, you, you know, like, Garland, wake up. We have to do the show now, you know. <laughs> but I'm not well, doing that. But uh, look, Aviva, well, once again, big hero. Gad Garland, sorry. Yeah, no, I was going to say, I, 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 not after six, after six. Um, <laughs> interviews. interviews. Then I went out. I went out <laughs> dancing last night. That's oh, that's great. Night. Yeah. You, you so, can cut the rug when you yeah, you dancing. Can. You're not just flailing around like an airman. Not, you are cutting the rug. I don't know. How do you know? Have you seen me? Uh, We've yes. seen you dance. Uh, neighbors. Yes. Neighbors feed and seed. You were cutting it up out there. Really? Okay. I don't know if you yeah you were, the, you were a big hit oh big i was hit. just trying to do i was trying to keep up with aviva because aviva was uh she was doing her little dance routine with the songs that she's doing so yes aviva of uh, the multi-talented aviva holy cannoli is she a doll or what how can people find you aviva put up your aviva put up the best place for people to find you because look she downloaded some of the videos that we did to save them i mean it takes up a lot of space and it's a pain and i really appreciate that so thank you Run some election songs right yeah she wrote the uh the election integrity song which she entered into the record in the georgia legislature if i recall correctly and it's on our voter j homepage now if, you, if anybody wants to see it they go to voterj.org and you can see her sing her song to the legislature it's super sweet and we've seen it in person at neighbors and then she also came to your fundraiser where she saved yeah. the day yes so there are a lot of people there who really pulled their weight there so michael said uh, did you guys address that the department of justice bringing suit against the new georgia voter law yeah that's a different garland that's Merritt garland uh, so, um, no, uh, we didn't address it. Um, the only thing I can really say about it is that if he was actually successful in uh, getting the law thrown out, which is highly unlikely, um, Mary Garland would put the DOJ on record as, as adamantly opposed to election transparency because that's the bill that got, got public ballot images in Georgia. So if he wants to throw that out, then uh, he's, you know, the Department of Justice is, is completely against election transparency, which why would that surprise me? Right. Which should not. Here's a good question. Uh, C. McCross says, did this six foot boundary zone around the tables arise as a COVID requirement? That did seem super fishy to me. Yeah, that's a really good question. They use COVID as an excuse. But I think if there was no COVID, they would have still had a six foot Boundary. You know, you couldn't get close to the table, look or talk. So I think COVID was the excuse, but it would have probably happened no matter what. Yeah. It's the excuse for a lot of things. Um, Jack Bauer, yes, says, did did Rob Pitts show up at Henry County Court and you need a counter slogan to put up or shut up? Well, our counter slogan is we put up. Yeah, it's good, right? <laughs> Show me the ballots. Uh, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. yeah I, that, that was our counter. Yeah, yes. I have a question uh, about Rob yeah, Pitts. You, you obviously sure. know him, yeah. and I'm, I'm looking at this article, and I just want to know how. 
how does it make you feel that like he says stuff like this lawsuit is the result of a meritless meritless claim and the big lie. It's been six months, no proof of wrongdoing, accusing you and and your efforts uh, of contributing to this big lie, which they're trying to associate with Nazis and Nazi Germany, which is tantamount to defamation, really. I mean, that that is, in my opinion, trying to intentionally cause harm to other people by associating them with this scary, terrible, horrible thing. It, it You really have to look yourself in the mirror and evaluate what kind of person you are when you say something like he said there. What, what does that make you feel like when he's accusing uh, your effort uh, of such terrible things like that. What a terrible thing to say. So, Binkley, thanks for the question, but this is going to be a really bizarre answer. Um, you, uh, So, I, I work with Rob on removing the Georgia 400 toll, and he was instrumental in doing that. So, I, I had a lot of respect for him. Uh, it Those comments do frustrate me, but I kind of expect that. What bothers me much worse than that is when the news media knowingly lies and when the Secretary of State's office knowingly lies and over and over again, and they know that the media can, is going to print it. Uh, that is what, that concerns me much more because it's harder to battle that. Uh, yeah, the, Rob didn't say anything that I wouldn't have expected him to say. So, okay, he's on the opposite side of the lawsuit. Okay, you can say that. But when the Secretary of State comes out and covers up for the Fulton County, and they have no reason to cover it up for it, and he lies and says that, oh, that was all normal procedure, that bothers me way worse than anything that Rob Pitts says. And when the news media pulls their stunt and says that we were totally lost, or they do the New York Times bit with the <coughs> with the um, – conspiracy theorist thing or they do the GPB thing when they write a whole article and don't even uh, talk to me. Those things bother me more than anything that Rod Pitts has said. I know that sounds a little bit strange, but that's kind of the, that's my actual feelings. Yeah, that's that's interesting. I just uh, these people all get on board with these same talking points and they're 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 puppeting. I just don't get it. Yeah, <clears throat> excuse me. Wow. It, it bothered me much more to give you an example that the GPB said that it was a big lie than it did for Rob Pitts because the GPB is <coughs> supposed to be the face of facts. They said they weren't stand with facts and they're not standing with facts. So I, I, I think that they have a bigger audience than, than uh, Rob does. So, uh, and Rob is expected to be partial Georgia Public Broadcasting is expected to be impartial. They are taking taxpayer money and they're putting out false information. So that bothers me much more than than Rob does. So that's the thanks for the question. It's a great question. And uh, I don't I can't even explain my, my feelings on that, but that's that's my actual feelings. All right. I think okay. I think we're and, wrapping it up. Hmm? Aviva's done a new, uh, she has a new video about this, what we were talking about. It's pretty cool. I think she'll be posting it soon. Yes, I do love uh, Aviva's talent and sense of humor and that kind of stuff. So Lacey just says the DOJ is trying to intimidate states into not passing voter integrity laws so they can continue to, quote, fortify elections. Fascism (laughs) at its best. That is true. I'll I'll buy that. Yeah. I'm going to put up how people can donate because... 
voterga.org/donate because uh, you have to pay for it. And the longer this thing goes out, oh my gosh, the uh, the worse. I mean, the 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 fact that this is going on and on, it's got to cost you every step of the way. And then you still haven't even started with the inspections yet. Well, right. The advantage, though, is that we we get to raise more money during this time period. So so it has helped us. The delays have helped us, actually, in the fundraising. Uh, So strange as that might might seem, uh, although they are would be hurting us in attorney's fees. So maybe it's a wash. Yeah. And you're also in the middle of the fire getting slandered by Rob Pitts and GPB and all that, too. So that, that's definitely worth some donations right there. So oh. withstanding all that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. All yeah. right. Um, OK, so let us say goodbye and you will will be back next week. And do you expect is there anything that you expect to happen over the next several weeks before the answer from the board or what? Uh, there's going to be a couple more breaking stories, uh, I think, depending upon the uh, how it goes this week. We might have some another fascinating story next week to talk about, maybe two. Uh, so um, I think and then who knows what's going to happen? Uh, <laughs> uh, you, you just you just don't know. I would imagine that they're going to file um, a motion. Uh, 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 I think you'll see motions next week. I think you'll see maybe one of our motions and then one from them. I don't think they're going to sit on. I think they're going to file it right away. Okay, good. That'd be great. I mean, I just thought they would always wait to the last minute to kick kick your can. They might. You're kicking it right back. We put up. I like that. That's your new slogan. We put up. (laughs) Put up with a lot. Put up a lot. All right. Thank you, guys. Thank you very much. Garland Favrito, our guest, my co-host, Brad Binkley. This is the Propaganda Report. I'm Monica Perez. Until next week, uh, go to voterga.org slash donate. Okay. Thank you. See you all later. Thanks, Binkley.